This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. All right, Women with Vision. I'm excited today to talk to my next guest, Karen Mead, um, who is uh, a professional organizer. And I'm excited to talk to her because... This is such a perfect time of the year to talk about organizing. Of course, every time of the year is a, is a good time. But, you know, we're at the end of 2019. We're really ex- excited about getting finished with this decade, rolling into a new decade, and, uh, and you know, getting ourselves organized. So I'm excited to talk to Karen because, you know, this is what she does for a living. But the, the, the great thing is that she has such an interesting story that, um, I'm excited to just kind of get into the details and find out all about what uh, drew her into this business. So, Karen, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Tam. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah, so, you are originally from Chicago. Mm-hmm, I am. I went to college. I love Chicago. Great. Where did you go to school? I went to DePaul University. Oh, lovely. Great school. Yes, great school. And then you moved down to Texas in 1991. I did. I moved to San Antonio for a teaching job, actually, for uh, elementary education. Oh, okay. Okay, good. So you're, you have a background in elementary education, and, uh, and you did that for how many years did you do that? I did it for around five years. Okay. Okay. So that must not have been your calling. <laughs> Well, no, actually, that's the problem. It's too much my calling. So when you're 21 and you think, you know, you're going to save every child in your class every year, you're going to save the world, then you become a workaholic, and the janitor starts escorting you to your car on Friday nights at 10 p.m. saying, you are 21, you need to go out, (laughs) get out of your classroom and, like, go have fun. Right. that that led to some serious burnout. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. So, how many years from then did you find yourself in personal organizing? I think, if I'm doing it correctly, it'd be about um, 13 years after teaching. I started my business. Okay. And what do you think drew you to that? Well, there was a couple of things. Um, I think most of it was just wanting to challenge myself mm-hmm. and see if an elementary education teacher who had zero business background mm-hmm. could really run a business. It wasn't so much about the organizing again. It was more about, can I do this? Right. Like, I'm going to prove to myself, like... I can do this. And then when you know the statistics, you know that after five years, X amount of businesses close, and after 10 years, then that's even more about, okay, bring it on. Right. <laughs> I'm right. going to beat that statistic. Wow, that's very cool. So, so now my, I, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, and my mom and my sister are very, very neat people. My, my husband is as well. And I know that people that are typically organized um, don't necessarily want to organize for others. All right, so first of all, do you, do, you, do you feel yourself to be an organized person personally? Absolutely. Okay, great. And then, so you, do you drive your whole family crazy with like, put, their, put this in this person, this, 
put this in this particular place and having everything organized all the time? I mean, the answer I want to tell you is no, I didn't drive them crazy. But if I had to be honest, I'm sure I drove them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> part of it is being a mom. Part of it's just being yes. a mom. So it's part of it's being mom. a woman. And then part of it is being an organizer. So it was like the trifecta of doom for them. <laughs> <laughs> Poor things. So, but then you took that love of organizing and started working with other people. So mm -hmm. did you, do you work with any type of organizing there's so many different types you know you can work with just business people or busy moms or hoarders there's so many different types so what do you specialize in well i didn't go out you know specifically specifically looking to organize a type of person or a type of situation i just kind of dealt with what came to me yeah and at the time when i started 2008 it wasn't super well known and so people kind of heard about what I did through the grapevine. And so all different people with different needs um, and different type of assistance that they were needing reached out to me. So I've dealt, I've worked with a lot of moms, mm -hmm. a lot of moms. I've worked with a good amount of, of senior citizens as well, which is mm -hmm. always incredibly gratifying. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have worked with my fair share of hoarders too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bet that's difficult because it's, it's a deeper situation than, than just, you know, making sure everything is orderly, you know, you're it's, going yeah. through a different situation, I bet. Do you have to work with, um, you know, a psychiatrist or anything like that, or is it just go in there and, and do what you know? Yeah, it's definitely the latter. Um, I don't work with one, but... And I, and I always put that disclaimer out there. I do not have a degree in psychology, mm -hmm. sociology. My degree is in elementary education. But after this is going on my 12th year, mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about people. And I can tell a lot about that initial phone call. There's some key words that people may say. And I can t typically tell the situation that I'll be walking into before I even walk in. There's just some clue words that they'll throw out there. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can, I can determine pretty quickly. And then when I've stepped foot in their home, you know, I'm either right on the money or I'm not. But I can quickly adapt to whatever their personality is. Some people are very upfront and honest, and they'll just say, you know, that perhaps they're dealing with a bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. And they'll just share that, which is great, so that I know exactly, because I know how to work with people with bipolar. So um, it, it really depends on how forthcoming they are willing to be, because the more I know about them, the more I understand their situation. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now, what do you think drew you in? Now, I love to ask this question of entrepreneurs, because... You know, I, I feel that everyone is born with a core message, a core, um, a core thing that they're trying to say, what they're meant to do in this world. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and because they're trying to say that and because they're trying to do it, they continue to be drawn to certain types of businesses, people, situations, those kind of things. And it's, it's either to help them to get to make their uh, message more clear 
or to either show them that this is not the right direction. You really need to be doing this other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but you have clearly uh, shown that this is where you're supposed to be. You're not only organized, but you're drawn to this kind of business. What do you think it is that you are trying to say, your core message? So I am pretty firm in my belief that it's two things for me. Um, definitely the desire to help and then as well as the desire to teach others how to do better for themselves. Ah, uh, yes. I'm a teacher and a helper. I'm a glutton yes. for punishment. <laughs> Girl, yes you my are. My whole life I've been that way, yeah, pretty much since my sister was born. That is pretty much who I am. Isn't that something? And that it makes total sense why you would go into elementary school education, yeah. and uh, and then you go and challenge yourself to help people in a in a different way. Right. Better for well, themselves, especially women. I mean, women stay at home moms. I was a stay at home mom for a decade, and I have really incredible sons. And it is still hard on your best easiest day. So. The fact that I get to help moms at whatever point they're at and empower them to do better for their family, but really it's about helping them and teaching them how to do better for themselves and not be so hard on themselves. Yeah. I think you and I have the same similar paths, you know, where we are, you know, I went through some ups and downs in my life. And I believe it was all purposeful so that I can turn back around and help others to, to kind of sideswipe those things or help them through those things and things like that. So I know we were talking, you had, um, you had, you know, shared a little bit in your application about some of the ups and downs that led you to the business mm -hmm. and um, you feared that, um, you know, when you were around 40 that you could, you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, and that is when it was time for me to go back to working, you know, outside of the home after having been home for a decade, um, I really wanted to try something that I may not try if I got older. And yeah. so um, I really challenged myself to try something. I thought if I don't try before I'm 40, the reality is I'm probably not going to try. Right. Because if I just went into a typical job, I probably wouldn't have left it right. and I definitely wouldn't have tried this. And so, you know, there have definitely been difficulties in my life and in my childhood, as most everybody could say. However, I really try and sometimes it's harder than others, but I really try to dig down really deep and figure some things out about myself and why I tick the way I tick. Because if I understand where I'm coming from, I'm in a much better place to meet people where they're at. Yes. Yes. So you you went into the business. Now you did you have your the blessing of your husband? Was he on board with helping you to to try your own own business? He was sadly not on board. What do you and, think the biggest drawback for him was? Well, he um, he's a great guy. He's been in the fire department in San Antonio for like 33 years now. Mm -hmm. So he's not quite a risk taker. Yep. He's not of the entrepreneurial mindset. He needs steady, solid, predictable income. And thankfully, because of his position, I was able to try this because you don't make money right away. Right. 
but he just couldn't get on board. His wish when I went back to work after staying home was that I would just go back to teaching. But I knew I had changed. I started teaching when I was 21, which is incredibly young. And now at 38, you are not the same person you were at 21. Yes. I now had two children who were six and eight when I started my business. And I was afraid if I went back to teaching, I may not have the patience and the bandwidth I had when I was 21. And I didn't want to be a less than teacher. If I can't be a more than teacher, I am not going to even put myself out there because I'm supposed to be helping the students. And I was afraid I just didn't have it in me to be a great mom and a great teacher. Yeah. So he was very disappointed in my, he was, I don't know about disappointed, but he was very discouraged. And I, I did it anyway. And it was, it was a very much a cause of our divorce, our recent divorce. He just couldn't get on board with it. He really didn't want me to do it. He didn't support you and you growing to be the person that you are growing as the person you, that you are. I get it. I've, I've been there. You know, I was in the same situation. Believe me. Huh, really? <laughs> yes, girl. We wow. can have a whole conversation about that. <laughs> I'm feeling the love between you and I so much right now. <laughs> I love I, it. I mean, I, I don't love, love it for you or for me, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. Right. right? Yes. I, it's a trip because, you know, and just like you, I think you, you explained it eloquently, right? Hmm. Not a bad guy, right? right. No, not, not at all. Not a bad guy. Just cannot get on board with um, anything that's outside the realm of the way they see it, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. And the way they see it is, you know, it's predictable. It's you know, it's traditional, it's, you know, you go to work nine to five, you come home and, uh, and, and really not willing to be open about anything else. And that's unfortunate. So it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you're correct. It really is unfortunate, but you know, people are very different. Even in this, in the marriage together, you can be very different. And if I look at the past careers I've had from teaching to today, and everything in between. I was always working for a small startup in various fields, but they were not predictable, they weren't safe, they weren't super stable, but that is what I'm drawn to. If, it's a, if there's a problem to be solved, count me in. Right, right, oh mm -hmm. my goodness, yeah, I'm similar. Never take, that, never take the easy road, I've always no. taken the <laughs> Let's figure this out. And that makes you a leader, really. That's yes. you're born a leader, and that's something not everybody is born that way, or put together that way, or understands that mindset or drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say I am a leader for sure. Yeah, I have been since yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So you worked really, really hard, mm -hmm. and uh, you had 10 employees. Good for you. I did have 10 employees, so I built my business up starting in 08, and by 2012, I had 10 incredibly dedicated, kind, hardworking women on my team, and I feel like if someone asked me about that aspect of the job, like what did I love about owning my business, it was 100% about the women who worked with me and empowering them, because I think of the 10 of us 
I think I might be the only one who went to college. Mm-hmm. And so I could see over the course of time, them working alongside me and I could learn from them just as much as they could learn from me for sure. But I will tell you, Tam, I saw their heads up a little higher and their eye contact a little more direct and their voice a little more confident. And that was the most rewarding part about working with them was empowering my ladies. It was the absolute best. Isn't that something? So not only were you helping and teaching people to do better by them for themselves in your business, you were also creating an opportunity to women to do that working for your business. Yes, correct. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Now, what made you, did you stop the business for a little while? I did. So I went straight through for eight years. Mm-hmm. Definitely had burnout because as I now know, looking back, clients don't ever call me to set up that initial uh, appointment on their best day. They call me on their worst or their lowest or their most stressful or their saddest day. So eight years of time passes and all of those clients who are carrying such heavy burdens, those little bits of burden come upon your shoulders as well. Yeah. And so after eight years, I was very burnt out as were the ladies working for me. And we felt if we weren't going to do a really great, incredible job for our client, then we need to needed to remove ourselves for a while. So, and so you got so burnt out Mm -hmm. and you, but what brought, so how long were you out? I was out exactly three years and I had a typical quote unquote job for those three years in in a field that I had zero experience, you know, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand, Tam, about if it's not hard or challenging, you know, there's a little bit of masochism to things. A little bit. That's what I'm feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me go learn about running a, a phase one or phase two clinical trial in dermatology. With a botanical drug development. <laughs> so I have zero experience. So I'm coming out of an extremely beat down, stressful time. And I'm going to throw myself into this situation where I have zero knowledge. So probably not the smartest thing. But I kind of thought if I go take this job, maybe this will help my marriage a little. Maybe if I have regular income you know maybe it's not too late if I just do what he really prefers me to do mm-hmm. so a little bit of burnout a little bit of maybe a last-ditch effort right and then that company after three years and I got 244 categories of a phase one clinical trial all the documents in order it took me three years to do that for them and then they closed the company oh my goodness and now I'm divorced. You know. And no job. happens for a reason. <laughs> I know. Look at here I am with you today, which is lovely. <laughs> yes. And, you're, and you went right back to where you were supposed to be. There's a little bit of me that has to, you know, sorry, but give the middle finger sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go do that again. I'm yes. Gonna, I'm going to show you that I could do it and I can do it and I am doing it. And you are doing it. And how long has it been since you got back in? I have been back now, let me think, about 15 months. 15 months. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. 
How is your experience now that you have had this experience, you've done this business, you know you can do it, how, is, how are you feeling now? That is an incredibly great question. Mm -hmm. um, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, yeah. And with age comes wisdom. And I started my business at thirty eight, and I just turned fifty, which is a lovely age. We're <laughs> almost this, we're right around the same time. Oh, we are. We are. <laughs> so I'm feeling incredibly empowered. I have to say, like it is hard, it is difficult as far as you know, the money being inconsistent, mm -hmm. but I do love what I do. I really am making a very big difference in my client's life. And I know that for a fact because mm -hmm. of some situations and client events that have happened and a client um, sadly took her life after we got her paperwork and kids keepsakes and photo albums in order. Wow. And they spoke about her organizing team at her funeral. Oh, wow. That is when you know that you have made a difference. Wow. Oh, my god. Very goodness. heavy. Very yeah. heavy. There's been a lot of heavy things, yeah. But what you do, I mean, you take on the heavy. You take yeah. on the difficult stuff. I mean, you're put together that way. We've been talking about this whole time. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you, you know, you're built to do that. That's who you are. It's who I've been since I've, I'm the eldest of three. My sister and brother and I are incredibly close. Between the three of us, there's only five-year age difference. And I have been that person since my siblings were born. You just step up and you help them. And we had a very difficult childhood. And I did the best I could. And I'm very grateful that the three of us are here and we are well and we are incredibly close. I'm just, it's just who I am at my core. Right. And so what is your, what is your goal now for 2020 uh, for your business? That's another great question. I have a couple of goals. Number one, I'd like to launch a new service um, in the realm of virtual organizing. Mm -hmm. And there are organizers who are doing that. So I just need to get some thoughts together and get some things set in place. But the idea that I could help people anywhere around the world who either we may not normally work together because of the distance between us. Yep. Also, people are embarrassed and they're, sh they're ashamed at the condition that they live in sometimes. And they're not always really ready to open up their home to some stranger coming in for fear of judgment. Yeah. So if I can do something virtually online with them where they just show me their closet yep. and I can be supportive and establish a great rapport with them, now I can reach that many more clients. And I think that could be really incredible for them. I think so. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea, and I think that uh, you would do well with that. I mean, I, I, I basically help people to uh, create online courses and, and things like that. So oh, there's so many different uh, ways you can uh, attack that, whether you're going after the person who's trying to organize or whether you're going after the person who is 
create an organization company. There's, there's so many ways. You That's so true. That's a really good point. There are a couple of different audiences to capture. Yeah. And also, the virtual organizing is really can also be for the person who's kind of a, a do-it-yourselfer. They're like, okay, I can do this. If someone could give me a checklist yeah. and someone could give me a shopping list and I can order the four products I need for my master closet reorg yep. and she'll check in with me you know, four times in the next two weeks, like that is, that's an ideal client right there. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That would be one of my goals. Another goal is to build my team back up. Mm -hmm. And we really excelled with our move management services in the past, in the past. And I really probably of everything I do other than public speaking, which is my number one passion in all of this. Mm -hmm. My number two passion is unpacking a client in their new home and making sure that from the day they move in, that things make sense and they are where they are supposed to be. Because so many people need that. They do. And as you know, once you move in, you don't rearrange things. You don't take the plates out no. of that cabinet and move no. them to the other cabinet. You just don't. And so I will say I do excel at having a very good intuition and a lot of logic and common sense into how to setting up a home. And our unpacking services are pretty sweet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am so excited for what you're creating, Karen. Uh, so many neat people and I, we were talking about how I remember when I was going through the, the hardest times in my life and the if, and I didn't have a lot of money at the time but I sure had enough money for my organizer my my housekeeper to come and help <laughs> me to because I couldn't think without my space being clear. yes yes oh my gosh yes right Mm -hmm. It was incredibly important for a lot of people, and I, I just needed it. So I know that what you're doing is you are doing God's work, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Tam. I appreciate that very much. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And they can reach you or find you at Karen Mead, that's K-A-R-E-N-M-E-A-D-E.com. Uh, definitely check you out. And I'm excited to keep up with you and maybe look at some ways that we can collaborate. Mm, I would absolutely love that. I can already tell. <laughs> yes, yes. Very um, cool. Thank you. Tam, thank you so much. It was lovely. Thank you.